0: you've got the great michigan weekend on wjr with a unique take on the fun side of news and events and the movers and shakers making things happen in detroit here are your hosts jim harper and steve courtney all right we're back and in the remaining time i wanted to mention uh i asked people on facebook what are you guys doing for the big holiday weekend you know not just this weekend but uh, labor day weekend and we got some interesting feedback also i asked uh is covid a concern regarding your plans? so april said she's going to be hanging out on the water boating sunning and sharing good times our pal ray said i'll be hopping and bopping at the labor day peach festival in romeo COVID, covid is a concern but i'm careful jessica said football games for our boys Jimmy Lewis said, camping at one of our fabulous state parks. COVID in the wilderness is the furthest thing from our minds. So good for you, Jimmy. And then Linda said, "Uh, my daughter's getting married. Congratulations. Laurie Moss said, we are heading up to the UP, then uh, the island. We're going to ride our bikes. And Debbie, McCarty, and Mick said they're going to hang out with friends and family, hope to get a barbecue in and some golf. COVID is not playing a part in any of our plans. Over it. So uh, a lot of people doing different regular Michigan kind of weekend things. And uh, for the most part, nobody's that worried. So that's all good. All right. Uh, Another thing going on this weekend that we're very excited about, another great Motor City tradition, the Detroit Jazz Festival. It's on, baby, with a new twist. And here to talk about it on the great Michigan weekend is our guest, Mr. Chris Collins, the President and Artistic Director of the Detroit Jazz Fest. Good morning, Chris.
1: Good morning. Thanks for having me on today.
0: Yes, uh, let's talk about the Jazz Fest. Now, it's going to be on, but it has a little bit of a twist. Tell us about the twist.
1: That's right. Uh, We, um, uh, you know, we had uh, some some challenges with the renovation of Hart Plaza, and we want that to be great for all of us, so we... Uh, we ended up with uh, a reduction in our footprint, which really uh, not not only just with the pandemic, but just clumping 300,000 people over four days into that small of a space would just not have been safe and healthy for everybody. So, we we've gone back to a, a full uh, broadcast. Uh, jazz festival so our entire lineup all the great artists everyone's heard about over four days september 3rd through monday september 6th and uh, over 40 plus hours of live jazz from detroit from custom-built sound stages and uh, television level production multi-cameras jib cameras high-definition audio everything all from the uh, marriott renaissance center complex and it'll be not only uh, available on our app, but also free to the public in all sorts of various venues, ranging from our website, detroitss.org, uh, our YouTube live channel and such, as well as uh, Detroit's uh, Performing Arts Channel 22 and uh, WEMU and WDET. They're all going to be simulcasting. It's going to be uh, available to everyone live, free, and safe. It's
0: unreal. So it is all virtual. So don't anybody go down to where they think the Jazz Fest is going to be. But you guys have have really done a lot to make it a real feel kind of thing. You mentioned uh, the TV production. So when we're watching it on computers or on our TV or on our phones, it's going to it's going to feel like we're dropping in on a real concert.
1: Well, that's the important thing. Of course, you know, in-person for jazz is so important. But a big reason for that is because you want to be there as the spontaneous improvisation elements and communication stuff is happening on the bandstand because it's in the air. And when it's over, it's gone. man. you know, it's not just a repeat of what was on a record or a previous right broadcast. So what we've done in this case is every performance, and I mean Herbie Hancock, Dee Dee Bridgewater, Monty Alexander, Kurt Elling goes on and on, Gregory Porter, um, they're all live in real time from Detroit. So we capture them live. You can only see and hear them live in real time. And once it's gone, it's gone. So when we did this last year, we ended up with a million unique viewers from 32 countries across the globe. And that's not hyperbole. We really do have a metrics team that chases that. So we, you can imagine, while you're not in person with uh, the the tens of thousands at any one time that would be at the Detroit jazz festival, you are actually part of a million plus uh, global community, all experiencing that performance in real time, live from the city of Detroit And when it's gone, baby, it's gone. So you're really part of that spontaneity as much as one can be.
0: Okay. Well, I downloaded the app, which is really cool, and it was very easy. It's the Detroit Jazz Fest live app. And uh, just look for it in the search window where you get your apps. And then you can review the schedule for the Detroit Jazz Fest, everyone who is performing in order each day. And then you can put a check mark next to the groups you want to make sure you don't miss. And then what happens, Chris? Do I get alerts or does it just, um,
1: just yeah, you'll, you'll, track you'll, them? Yeah, you'll get alerts. You'll get alerts. You'll get different updates. Little bells will ring when things are happening. Um, and uh, also, uh, uh, you know, the, the $20 subscription for the app, which is just for the app, um, that's for a whole year of programming. We do video and educational content backstage tours all year long. And at a typical festival on the app, you'd be able to choose from any one of the four stages at any time to see whatever you want all in high definition in this case we've restructured the festival so every set is back to back there's no overlapping uh sets at all so you'll see and hear everything from uh on saturday sunday and monday from 11 in the morning until well after midnight each day and on friday opening day we start at 6:30 uh, and go till about 11 p.m so wow. it's a uh Available on the Google Play or App Store, but uh, then again, you know, the, there's the, the free piece for those who want to enjoy it, enjoy it that way. Of course, if you buy the app subscription, you do a little bit to help donate to the festival. And As you know, it's the donors, our incredible corporate sponsors who stayed with us through this move, along with, um, you know, our, our Angel of Jazz, Great Gretchen Belade, and all the work of the Jazz Fest Foundation. It allows us to stay free. It can't happen without uh, the philanthropic help of those around us.
0: Well, I've noticed um, cuz I've loved jazz for years and I've noticed that over the years there seems to be so much more diversity uh in the categories of jazz than almost any other music genre, Chris. Can you talk about that? What you know, there's there's modern jazz, there's free form, there's bebop, there's smooth jazz, there's dinner jazz. I've been the <laughs> channel on Pandora, Paris Cafe Society Jazz. So uh, <laughs> Why do you think there's so many different genres of jazz?
1: Well, you know, what we do at Detroit Jazz Festival, our brand is is real jazz. It's the real, comes from the real legacy history and vocabulary of this music, right. which grew from traditional African music forms that were distilled through the Latin-speaking countries and came up, you know, basically through New Orleans, Louisiana, who we're all praying for right now. They're about to get hit pretty hard. And it turned into really the foundation of American culture, not just American music, and now pretty much global culture. And the thing about jazz is there is this strong craft behind it. There is this legacy and vocabulary, but it is welcoming of every generation, of every cultural influence, of every uh, 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 modern influence. So we have a set, Keon Harold, it's uh, Jazz and the Birth of Hip Hop. It brings those worlds together with uh, young artists. We have uh, all kinds of upcoming. Uh, young lines at the festival, as well as those, you know, heavy duty legacy cats that everybody knows. And then special programming like if you can imagine the the Vocalese group, the Manhattan Transfer meets the other Vocalese group top in the world, take six live on stage, a thing called uh, the Summit. Hey. These these kind of programs are going to be pretty pretty heavy duty, but to your point, it does show the diversity and the welcoming nature of the music of jazz to twist and flex, to bring everybody in. And that, that speaks to uh, what the listeners will experience.
0: All right. Well said, Chris Collins, the Detroit jazz festival, check it out. And, uh, you can go to a website to find out more, right?
1: Detroitjazzfest.org.
0: Simple. And then get that app. It's real easy to download and it'll give you a perfect, uh, example of what's going on and all the schedules and everything. Good luck. You guys have done a great job on this. Put a lot of thought into it. We, uh, We admire that. Chris Collins, thank you, buddy.
1: Thank you, and we look forward to be back live in person in 2022, all things uh, uh, being in the right place. Thanks so much.
0: You're very welcome. Here on the great Michigan weekend, uh, uh, turning the uh, direction here just for a second to a salute. We used to do a salute of the day. Remember that, Steve? We do a salute every day, and I thought about one this week. School bus drivers. Apparently... There is a shortage now of school school bus drivers, you know, along with everything else, you know, all these shortages popped up and it's so weird. Uh, but there is a shortage and the, I looked into it. The pay on school bus drivers is starting at $22 per hour. So even if you're part time, you could bring in another 2,200 a month. Well, and
1: and there's two shifts. I mean, um, I mean, you're working for your money because you've got the uh, morning drop-off and then the afternoon pickup. So uh, your day is divided. But I know, Jim, that there's been some districts that have actually raised that hourly wage because they can't find anybody.
0: Right. I'm not surprised. And uh, the cool part about it is you don't need any trucking experience. They will train you, and they will even, uh, because you need a license, a special license, they will get you ready and train you for the bus Road test that you have to take. And uh, you think back to how important this has been to all of our lives when we went to uh, public schools getting picked up by that bus driver. And it, when you think about how many of them were women driving like a 40 foot tall, oh, huge yeah. truck uh with a manual transmission, it was pretty remarkable. In and you remember in the uh wintertime you would think, oh she's not coming today, man. There's three feet of snow out here. And then you'd see around the corner,
1: much to <laughs> your chagrin. I'm yeah. gonna I'm I I'm i am going to audition for the job right now. Hold on. Okay. Don't make me come back there.
0: <laughs> well you know I asked people on on uh, Facebook uh, what would it take to get you to maybe be a part-time bus driver? And remarkably, it had nothing to do with money. You know what the uh, number one worry was? What? Uh, handling rowdy kids. Yeah. Nobody knows you know, how you could do that today. It's not like the old days. And that's the part that scared people off. So our salute, bus drivers in the Motor City. And if you're thinking about a part-time job, you might want to look into that because it, it sounds pretty good. We're gonna come back. And uh, we're going to have Steve do another wrap-up on sports. We'll find out some other things going on this weekend when the great Michigan weekend continues here on WJR, where Detroiters come to talk.